Hi friends, and welcome back to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to call it. It's the show that helps you grow. I hope you never get tired of that opening, um, because we sure don't. Um, uh, just a reminder, friends, this is a part of the Saddleback family of podcasts, so make sure to check out all of um, our other great podcast content at saddleback.com slash podcasts. Uh, friends, today we are going to be talking about no... Not Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, even though you may think. Although maybe this uh, does engage with your Thanksgiving. We're talking about enemies. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you don't hear that and think about uh, the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. But anyway, <laughs> um, yes, we're going to be talking about enemies. Basically, um, now stick with us in this because how we want to take this is really kind of to encourage you to think about how you think about other people, how you relate to other people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so basically, I want to start with just this idea, just this concept. If you were to ask the average person at your church, do you have any enemies? Uh, most people would probably say, no, of course I don't, you know? And they might follow up with something like, you know, I try to get along with everybody. I love everybody, <laughs> Right. But let's take it back and take a look at what the Bible says for a little bit. Right. A casual reading of Jesus's teaching reveals that he thinks enemies are something we probably all struggle with. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you go, huh, um, is it something I struggle with? Right. Because we see in Luke, he offers some pretty clear guidance. He says, love your enemies. That's kind of indicating that. Uh, that you may have a, an issue in <laughs> with that area, right? <laughs> Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. So, w- what's happening here? It, it, right? Is it is it possible that there are people in my life that I'm unknowingly treating like an enemy or viewing as an enemy, right? Um, and if that's the case then how can I learn to see and treat them to be more like a neighbor? Now, let's let's keep in mind, back in the time when Jesus was talking about, they culturally considered themselves as having enemies. Sure. Right? Jews and Samaritans did not get along. At all. They, they were enemies. Pretty much the Jewish people and any other people. Right. <laughs> uh, they, it was, it was, it, there was an enemy mentality mm-hmm. at the time. But a part of that is just a result of kind of human nature, mm-hmm. right? It's a result of other people, or it's, I should say, it's a result of this, this uh, maybe unintentional belief mm-hmm. that other people are out to get me, mm-hmm. or they're against what I'm for, or they're, you know, out, they're, they're opposed to my well-being right. um, in order for their own well-being, Sure. Right. So that was, you know, if if you read through the Old Testament, that's the whole. That's a lot about the Old Testament is mm-hmm. is through these clashes of cultures, clashes sure. of people. And so, what Jesus is then saying is, you know, is to love your enemy. So that makes it seem okay. I really need to then think about what does that look like right. in my life. Right. So there's there's sort of two sides of this right are there the first question we have to ask is are there people in my life that i'm treating like enemies without even realizing it 
And unfortunately, the answer is probably yes. Yeah. But the other side of it is, are there people who see me as an enemy and I'm not even aware of it? Yeah. And again, it's highly likely that that's true. So let's look at that one first. How is that possible? Well, there are people that, you know, maybe they have chosen to be an enemy to us, perhaps because of our faith, like they see our beliefs. And when I think we see that in culture a lot, where just because yeah. of the beliefs that you hold, you are already opposed to them, even though you don't feel opposed to them. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a common, common issue right now is, right. is the, if you don't think the way that I think, then you are against me. And so when it comes to our faith, that's a big part of that, right. you know, is wait, I consider your faith to be a detriment to me, or I consider your faith to be antagonistic right. to me. And so therefore it can create this enemy mentality, right? Sure. Like they see you as, as soon as they find out you're a follower of Jesus, they automatically assume you don't like them. Yeah. You don't approve of them. You don't value them. Yeah. And you are an enemy to them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, and that just starts the conversation on a really negative note. Yeah. <laughs> there are other ways that this can happen. Maybe we represent something or someone else towards which they feel anger. Like they're mad at an authority figure and we're an authority figure. So they're mad at us too. Sure. You know, it's just, it's kind of guilt by association. Uh -huh. And then it could also be because they're holding resentment for something that maybe we did repented of it a long time ago, but they have not chosen to forgive us. And when we hold anger in our heart towards someone, we make them an enemy. Yeah. And so that can happen. But no matter what it is, we don't have any control over people who choose to see us as enemies. Mm. And so that, that makes it challenging sometimes, right? Because we come in to any interaction with a deficit. They already see us as an enemy. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of asking those, those two questions that you were talking about, right? Are there people um, who I see as an enemy because of these things? You, you know, all of these points can be reflected Sure. Back in how I may see other people. Exactly. Do I see people who have a different faith than me as an enemy? Right. Do I see people, um, you know, am I associating a person, you know, who has a position or whatever it is, and I have an anger or a, a resentment towards people in this place, and then mm -hmm. I see them as, you know, the, all those things go both ways. So sure. it's asking yourself those questions. Do Am I holding any, any enemy-like views towards others, or am I aware of anybody else who may be holding enemy-like views towards me, right? Mm -hmm. So what about the people that we ultimately treat as enemies, even if unintentionally? And again, it's it may be, maybe you are very crystal clear in your enemies <laughs> and you have a list or something. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe you're like, here are the people I see as enemies and I'm just clear about we that. And like they you. know- you know, <laughs> I have an enemy relationship with my neighbor. He knows about it. Yeah. Oh, he knows. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, or maybe it's very, or, or maybe you were in that place that we talked about at the very beginning of, no, I don't have any enemies. Mm -hmm. But, are, you know, as you're thinking about it, maybe something has kind of come up. Oh, yeah, I kind of, maybe I do, you know, have some issues or, or assume that that this person or these people are, you know, um, out to get me kind of mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? That's the question I want to ask right now. What does that look like? Perhaps it's someone who has, you know, achieved something I am aiming for. Right. Right. And instead of rejoicing with them, maybe I, I feel anger or jealousy towards them. Right. So if you're thinking about the workplace, mm -hmm. you think about the corporate ladder, right? There's only so much room on the corporate <laughs> ladder. 
And so the, it, it can create an enemy-like mentality sure. when you see somebody else climbing the corporate ladder and you say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was mine. That was supposed, that's my ladder. Yeah. Get off my ladder, you know? Um, so, it, it, so that's an area, you know, sports is another one of these areas, right? It, it, can, it can feel like a zero-sum game mentality where mm. if somebody is gaining, that means I cannot be gaining. And right. therefore, I am in competition, which right. can lead to feelings of enemy-like mentality. Um, or perhaps it's someone who, who hurt me and I'm holding on to bitterness towards them, mm-hmm. right? There was a great, um, a great message a couple weeks ago from, from, uh, from Pastor Andy Wood mm-hmm. on relating to destructive people. Yeah. And he did that, that. The whole theme of that message was on forgiveness. We'll put a link to that in the show notes because mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, that could speak to this part too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's or another, another um, way that this could look is maybe I've become offended and I respond to something that somebody does with defensiveness. And either you... M- Either you misunderstood or maybe the person was intentionally being offensive and therefore it just creates this enemy air of, okay, well, now now I'm against this person. Great. Well, and I think sometimes we don't associate becoming offended with making someone an enemy. Like we've kind sure. of separate, we're just like, no, you've offended me. You know, it's yeah. like a self-righteous this thing. But when we get defensive towards somebody else, what we're actually doing is we're holding up a, a posture and attitude of you are my enemy totally you have offended me and sometimes when you put that on there you're like well yeah. oh, I know they're not my enemy and it kind of when yeah. you look at it from that vantage point it's like oh maybe that's not maybe I'm not as offended as I thought I was and now we must battle <laughs> yes <laughs> well, <or that. laughs> um yeah so okay so we talked about a little bit like um uh, I, I, another person achieves something that that I was hoping to achieve, or somebody who hurt me, and I'm holding on to bitterness, or I'm going to become offended, or maybe it's somebody or an entire group of people that I've defined as other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I try to justify treating as less than. Mm-hmm. These people are just different, and it's okay for me to think of them as this other, as this. Um, not holding them up to a place where they should be held. And we're going to talk about that in, in a little bit of, uh, of greater detail. But in each of these cases, what we see is I'm treating, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, a person or a group of people like an enemy. Like they are, they are on the other side of the line. Right. Like I have my, I have me and my team and you are not on our team. Right. And therefore, if you are not with us, you are against us. Right. And that can create just really, it, it can create a toxicness inside of mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. and it can create toxic relationships and it can just lead to uh, just really just these gross feelings. And ultimately what we're going to get to in this is that it's not Christ-like. Right. <laughs> yeah. In summary. So what are we supposed to do? You know, as we look back at, at the passage that you read earlier, God's instructions to us as his children is not to just tolerate or navigate around our enemies. We're actually supposed to love them yeah. and do good to them. Yeah. It's not like Jesus said, ignore your enemy. Right. Or, yeah, it's okay to have enemies. Just try to do your best. Right. No, it, it was actually <laughs> a little more active than that. It was love. Yeah. Do good to. 
And as I thought about that, I thought just the practicality of when I feel like what we were talking about a minute ago, maybe offense rise up. Yeah. Or when I feel like this sort of competition, like how dare they get that thing that I wanted or whatever, that learning to recognize that as, wow, I'm treating this person as an enemy and then learning to say, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. And then learning to show love. Mm -hmm. But this is hard. <laughs> I mean, like, let's just be very clear. This is not something that comes naturally. And Jesus knew it was hard. Right, right. He didn't <laughs> command stuff that was easy, yeah. you know. Be sure you eat breakfast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was like, no, you got to do this. And so the only way that it can happen is if we lean on the Holy Spirit, obviously. I mean, this is something that we can't do in our own strength. It doesn't come naturally. It's not something that we would be like, oh, I should love them. We're like, no, we should battle. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> that competition motif comes out. Yeah. But let's try to get practical because what are some ways that I can begin to think about and relate to, to others in a way that looks more like loving them as a neighbor rather than retaliating against them for being whatever it is or however it is that I think that they are. And so as I was thinking about this, I realized there's a couple things we just have to keep in mind. And that is that every person I meet is loved by God, just like me. Yep. So if I think about how God has loved me unconditionally, in spite of all my faults and foibles, when I've been obedient and when I've been rebellious, but he loves me and every other person he loves too. Yeah. <laughs> just and, like that. And that should be the deal breaker. Right. Right. Like that should be enough. For yeah. us, and yet usually it's not. No, you know, because it's hard for us to, you know, often we just don't think about, you know, God's love in that way, and you know, but if you know, if we were to, under our seethingness, <laughs> you know, God loves that person, and it ticks me off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an episode about confessions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. So that's the first thing, right? Every person is loved by God. But the other thing, or the next thing, is that every person I meet is not only loved by him, but is a divine image bearer. Mm -hmm. <sighs> every single person bears Yeah, the can you break that God. down a, a little bit for people? Right. So the Bible tells us that we, men and women, were created as bearing the image of God, as reflecting his character and and. It's we are unique in all creation yeah. as being marked with characteristics of, of who God is. Yeah, and God never made a person who was not right. made in his image. There are no non-image bearers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't even say it. And so when you, because as an image bearer of God, that means some very important thing. It means every person is worthy of dignity. It means every person's life has value. Again, every person is loved. So the person in front of you that is irritating the heck out of you or that has offended you or whatever that is, that person is loved and valued and worthy of the same dignity that you are. Yeah. And so when we get to that place, it's like that changes how we think about them. Yeah. Or it should. Yeah. It, <laughs> it totally should. <laughs> um, but the last thing is that every person is a sinner in need of forgiveness. That's probably the, for me, I know when I look at somebody and they have done something that I am offended by, when I choose to be offended and get defensive, what I'm saying is that 
I don't want to forgive you. I don't want to extend that to you. And I have to remember that that is what has been extended to me. And so we love because he first loved us, but we forgive as he has forgiven us, which is completely and totally. So, but I was captured especially by this idea of the image of God. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King um, actually spoke to this. He talked about the power of recognizing and remembering the image of God in every person. I think this is really powerful. He says, when you come to the point that you look in the face of every man and see deep down within him what religion calls the image of God, you begin to love him in spite of, no matter what he does, you see God's image there. There is an element of goodness that he can never slough off. Mm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so true. And so when you think... And we take it for granted? We do. <laughs> we do. And yet his point is that Every person as an image bearer of God, if you can remember that truly, that this person is loved, this person is in need of forgiveness, this person bears the image of God, when you can hold those in front of you for every person that you meet, then you know that even if you have differences of opinion, it doesn't mean that they are your enemy. Yeah. And even if someone is treating you like an enemy, even if you didn't do anything... (laughs) and they're treating you that way, your response can be guided not by you hurt my feelings or you're being, you know, I don't like the way you're treating me. Yeah. You can say this person, even as poorly as they're treating me, is still <laughs> loved by God yeah. and image bearer and in need of forgiveness. Yeah, so maybe you need to like, as you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table <laughs> in a couple days... Maybe you should just openly start by saying, I just want to start by saying three things. (laughs) You are all loved by God. You were all made in God's image. And we are all sinners in need of forgiveness. Now, okay. (laughs) Okay, maybe not exactly that. But if you thought those things. Hey. Give it a try. If you do try that, let us know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm just saying. Um, Okay. So there's, I wanted to talk about another way too, that we can begin to relate to others more as neighbors and less as enemies. And it involves just this concept of othering, right? It's this, it's having this us versus them way of thinking. And it's something that we talked about just, a few minutes ago, too. Um, in, in this process, it involves looking at others and saying, you know, they're not like me or they're not one of us. And this happens all the time because we create these buckets in our lives, you know, as we, we usually like to be around like people, mm-hmm. either like-minded people, maybe people who look like me, people who like the same stuff as me, you know, and we just kind of create this homogenized culture around us and, but it, but the unfortunate side effect that can so often occur is that we, is that we create this other mentality right? and we start to, you know, not intentionally, again, we can have the best of intentions, sure. but to start to think of people as, oh, they don't really fit in with us right. or, oh, that person thinks a little bit differently. So, uh, I don't know, maybe I won't invite them to this mm-hmm. thing or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it can it creates this us 
versus them mentality. That's what we're talking about, you know, trying to, you know, not do that. Right. <laughs> and we have to remember, here's just some reminders, right? Um, disagreement does not have to mean disgust or disdain. Right. Just because you disagree with somebody. We've talked about this a lot, but we talk about it a lot because it just keeps coming seems up. To it be seems a to be persisting a persisting problem. And it probably is for for I don't know, a long 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 time. But still, we just it's worth addressing again. Mm-hmm. You can have a disagreement and you can agree to disagree. Right. And you do not have to then create an other or enemy mentality. It doesn't have to lead to, as I said, disgust or disdain. It does not have to be, well, you are just the worst person in the world right. because you don't think, you know, the way that I do. We can, you can have conversations about it mm-hmm. and understand that people are coming from different places. People mm-hmm. have different opinions about things. And so therefore that's okay. Right. And, uh, you know, anyway, I'll leave that part of that. Also, different does not have to mean dangerous. Yeah, and I think sometimes we see people that maybe they dress a certain way or they look a certain way and we automatically make assumptions about who they are, about, you know, they pose a threat to me. And it's like, that is not, we we do it without realizing it. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's called implicit bias. Yeah. (laughs) You know, where we just don't even realize that we're, adding a whole bunch of thoughts, evaluations to a person based on an innocuous yeah. thing, and we make them an other, even though they may not be. Yeah. And, and, and in the same way, you know, th- thinking another person may be dangerous because they hold different beliefs than you, and so therefore they may, you know, try to get you to not have your belief, you know, right, that right, kind right. of stuff. And, you know, so again, we're, all these are just are just some reminders as we're talking about this concept of otherness, right? So disagreement does not have to mean disgust and disdain. Different does not have to mean dangerous. And unfamiliar does not have to mean unfriendly. Absolutely. I think, you know, we tend to, when we see something that's different or unusual or out of the ordinary or unfamiliar, a lot of times we we come initially with, it's at its core, it's a fear response. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what this is. There's unknown. There's potential risk that we, you know, that we've invented in our head. And sometimes we, we act on that yeah. and then we build walls and we don't communicate and we, you know, oh, they're different than us. And we, and we shrink back from that. Um, but there's another way to go. Yeah. So as we're talking about loving your enemy, then yeah. let's go back to that directive. Mm-hmm. when Jesus says to love your enemy, that's an opportunity for us to, you know, to take away these fears, take away this otherness, mm-hmm. wipe that away, wipe it clean, and then really then go back to what love means. We'll put a link in the in the notes, uh, too, to uh, a recent episode of Found that talked about what is love, mm-hmm. right? And essentially, it's getting at that love is is um, hoping for pursuing the well-being of others. Yep. That is showing love, is wanting mm-hmm. their well-being. And it's also that that value and that desire of uh, a connectedness and mm-hmm. connection with others. Absolutely. Um, that is, those are, you, you put those together mm-hmm. and that's what it looks like to truly love another person. Right. 
So anybody who you may have considered an other or an enemy, when Jesus says, love your enemy, he's saying, uh, you should hope for their well-being mm-hmm. and, and pursue that and do what you can to pursue that for them. Right. Right. And you should try to have a connectedness with that person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I don't mean in fisticuffs. <laughs> I mean. No. Yeah, that was not that. <laughs> I mean, in, in true relationship. Sure. So what can that look like? You know, in, 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 practically, doably speaking, Ooh. I'm, 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 I'm adverbing. I like that. Doably. <laughs> Although doable in itself is probably a, an adverb. I don't know. It's an action. Well, it's we a, use it as an adjective because discipleship yeah, that it is, is doable. Doable. But when something is doable. But it's do- doably. Yeah, would make it. Anyway. It's an adverb. We're right? getting beyond me. Um, right. So, so that can just start with having conversations with people. Sure. People that you know you disagree with. Maybe you don't enter into topics that you know you disagree about. Sure. Talk about things that you know you do agree about. Yeah. Right. We talked about this in our how to reconnect uh, mm-hmm. with relationships series that we did uh, last year. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but but finding that common ground, talking about it or going out of your way to serve somebody else or Absolutely. some other people that you, you know, that you may have had other mentality thoughts towards or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But it's just all we're talking about is taking that action, taking sure taking steps because when you step forward in love mm-hmm. that is almost that, that, that that's a better approach than reacting in love even stepping out in love sure you know it it, it puts it puts that love momentum in mm-hmm. the place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it starts to you know trigger love um love thoughts and love actions and sure. a love mentality rather than an other mentality in your brain um, so anyway, that's just a little, just some encouragement is take steps of love. Absolutely. And the other thing is that as you build a friendship or a connection with this person, then if there's something that feels fearful or that where you're having that response, instead of responding in fear, turn it into curiosity and yep. ask questions and give them the chance to share because a lot of times we find that people aren't as far apart from us as we might first assume. Yeah. But we've got to give people the chance to share. Yeah. You know, when we make assumptions about them, we're usually wrong. That is that is probably very true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Great. So we just wanted to start kind of this conversation and really kind of take a look at when Jesus says to love your enemies, what does that mean? Right. It's implying that you may have enemies you know, uh, maybe even inadvertently. And so take some time to process that and think about it. Mm-hmm. Do I have enemies? Is there anybody coming over to my house for Thanksgiving who I have an other or enemy mentality towards? <laughs> um, or anybody that you knowingly didn't invite? <laughs> 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 and then start to think, through, okay, what does it look like then to love this person? Because they will then transform and not be an enemy anymore, but Absolutely. be a neighbor, like we talked about. Like the story of the Good Samaritan. Right. Uh, go back and, and read that one, too. Um, we'll link that in the show notes, too. <laughs> David, engineer, I hope you're listening to all of these links that we're talking about. <laughs> uh, friends, uh, we hope that you have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving this week. And... Uh, 
we're going to kind of pick up another another thread of this conversation next week um, as we talk about unity and what does that look like. So, Linda, have a happy Thanksgiving. You have a happy Thanksgiving as well. Friends, have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we will be back with you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week